Okay, my guys. A B A O Alex and Alex. Uh thank you guys for coming. Meet me at Collective. When I grabbed you guys the other day to do this podcast with me, I just wanted to let you guys know from afar, I see like a story, right? I see, okay, the season started, but you guys are putting in like the effort that no one sees behind the scenes. You know, whether it's year one through through five or year five through 10, it's just like inspiring to see, okay, you both are here every day, day in and day out. You may get the call, you may not, but you're ready. You're both, I mean, you guys are in shape, you know? So am I, but this is, but you guys are in <laughs> shape, you know? Uh, so individually, if we can just, I, I know who you are, people listening probably know who you are, but if we can get just kind of like quick intro, don't feel rushed on your journey, your profession, what year you're in and where we're at right now. Cool. Um, Alex Okafor, a uh, nine year NFL vet. Um, I played for three teams, got drafted to the Arizona Cardinals back in 2013, was there for four years, then uh, played two years with the New Orleans Saints, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the past three seasons I've been with the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, shout out Super Bowl Live Champs 2019. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Big year. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, the best year. Oh, yeah. But uh, other than that, man, uh, just like you said, staying in shape, waiting on a call. Um, I know injuries will happen, and when it does, I'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. A.B.? Alex Bachman, uh, wide receiver. I'm going into year four right now. Uh, originally from Southern California. Went to school at Wake Forest University. I went undrafted to the L.A. Rams. Had an injury right there. And then uh, was able to uh, make a little career at uh, the New York Giants for the last few years. Call mm-hmm. it home. Uh, it's been up and down right. constantly. Um, but just trying to keep pushing through and um, play ball as long as I can. Really. Absolutely. You know? And you're good at it. Sure. Uh, if you guys can talk about that kind of correlation, 2019, great year. Mm-hmm. And and Alex, you just had best preseason you've ever played, right? You know, yeah. with the Giants. And yet, I mean, you guys know the political side and how football and the league is, but both of you guys currently in that seat waiting for the call and yet just came off of like some of your best performances, you know? Uh, can you guys talk about just like the highs and lows of that journey? Ao, if you want to start, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just in the NFL, man, you learn real quickly that this league isn't fair. Um, whether it's injuries, whether it's politics, whether it's just a ton of stuff you don't have control over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the biggest thing that everybody preaches is control what you can control, mm-hmm. and it's it's the truth because things ain't gonna go your way in the league. Um, just like you highlighted back in 2019. I got a Super Bowl ring, but I didn't get to play in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I uh, I ended up tearing my pec, I want to say, a couple of weeks before the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, I was having one of the best seasons of my career, and I was devastated when that happened. But, you know, you got to look on the positive side, and trust me, I'm glad I got that ring. But uh, it just goes back to me saying, shit ain't fair in this league, man. You just got to adjust. Right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's been around a lot longer than <laughs> I have. I'm still getting that. I mean – Every year, it just continues to compound, and it's like, oh, here we go again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say, like, you can never get too high, never get too low. Right. Um, and I think, I mean, like, Odell's a perfect example, right? Like, he's going to from Cleveland to L.A., hadn't been getting targets. Now he's getting targets. 
uh, balling out, gets to the Super Bowl, and then the moment he's been waiting for his entire life, like like AO, like tears his ACL. Mm-hmm. So then you got the emotions of, I got another injury that I got to rehab from, come back from that. Right. But I have a Super Bowl ring, you mm-hmm. know. So for me, I mean, it's very similar. I <clears throat> I thought, I mean, I've been scratching clawing since I got in this league mm-hmm. to try and stick and just try and get an opportunity. And like AO explained, there's this politics and business of the league that you can't control mm-hmm. guys will come in they're getting paid more money than you so you know that's i think that's the thing that was most frustrating for me is when i first i mean growing up i always thought it was about winning mm-hmm. and that everyone just wants to win you play the best players right and it's not because it's a business and so there's when there's money going around guys are trying to protect their pockets make themselves look good mm-hmm. with their job gms want to show everyone that they know what they're doing for sure um and because they're trying to, you know, protect themselves and their family. So mm-hmm. um, on my side, it, you know, I thought after four years of scratching and clawing, you know, this preseason, I led the league in receptions. So um, I set a franchise record for most catches ever and a half um, in New York history. And so I was like, you know, what else am I, right. what else I got to do? I'm winning my one-on-ones in practice. I'm catching every ball, touching my fingertips. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making plays on special teams. Yeah. Um, so. It's hard when you feel it's almost debilitating when you feel like, dang, I literally did everything I possibly could. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like sitting here right now, week, whatever, three or four season, yeah. and I'm on the couch. Like, what mm-hmm. else I got to do? While other guys who didn't do anything right. are, are getting paid right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, you really got to, you know, like AO explained earlier, just kind of organize your thoughts and understand that, like, you can't be emotionally attached to outcomes. Sure as hard as that is, because at the end of the day, we don't have control outcomes. We only have control of a limited amount. Right. And it's, you know, our attitude, our effort, mm-hmm. the way we show up and prepare for work every day. Um, it's like right now, what do I, what can I control? I come in a collective, we work out, we go hard. Um, you know, I, I try and focus on my recovery, my mm-hmm. hydration. Can you, just, can you guys yeah. um, speak to that right there? You said, you know, control what you can control the thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And I talk about this too. It's like, you know, when you're done scrolling, you know, when you're done hanging out at the gym or with friends or, with, you know, wherever you might be, at some point you're alone and those thoughts start getting loud. I assume even we touched upon this on Sundays, you know, when you want to be playing, but you're, you're home right now. Um, I think it's a true skill that often because we do this in silent we suffer in silence with those thoughts we end up developing a a skill to be able to persevere and get through those moments um but i'd love it if you guys kind of talk about your process like when sunday comes around you know Mm -hmm. i know you have your uh fiance Mm -hmm. um i know um for the most part you have a great friendship and community with a lot of people in town but at some point you guys are alone Mm -hmm. so if you guys can just touch up on that yeah, uh, for me, I mean, at this point, watching footballs on Sundays is hard. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide it. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like, it's hard to watch games on Sunday just because you know you can be out there making an impact. It's one thing if you know you can't play this game anymore. It's another thing when you know that you can still give a little bit to the game. So knowing mm-hmm. that it's hard to watch on Sundays, um, what I try to do is I try to take that feeling that I have on the couch watching the game. And I try to bring it in here into collective and, mm-hmm. and, and use that as motivation. Right. I never forget that feeling. And I take it to push me a little bit harder every single day. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. And, I, and um, it's easy to act like 
you know, you're strong, you're tough, you mentally, I got the fortitude to, to handle it. Um, this round, I didn't handle it as well as I, I would have liked to. I mean, there was a lot of bitterness and mm -hmm. frustration. Uh, I mean, I went through every single emotion like possible. Um, so, I mean, I'm probably on the phone with my parents or one of my siblings or a friend of mine every single day because it, it can take you to a dark place. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, those first couple of days, I lost a lot of weight those first couple of days out of um, after I got released and then just making the decision to not come back on P-Squad. That was one of the toughest decisions I've had to make. Um, but, you know, you got to live with that and uh, understand your value. But, um, yeah, I mean, Sundays, it's tough. I watch a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, because I love football. But at the same time, like AO said, it's tough watching somebody do your job for you. Um, yeah. That you know you're capable of doing. Um, mm -hmm. And then you, you, the comparison is um, just the nature of the game. I mean, that's what's built on. Um, so, like, you're, it's easy to compare yourself to another guy who's out there who's not performing very well and saying, like, you know, I could be out there doing mm -hmm. that. Um, but, you know, I try and make sure I, I, I uh, take time to to myself and talk to God and, you know, just read scripture. Uh, I think that's really important. Uh, yep. But also, like you mentioned, like staying busy. So I try and, you know, whether it's going on the lake, wake surfing, I love the golf. Mm -hmm. It's doing things that take me out of a, uh, that, I guess, negative headspace. Right. Um, I call those like uh, non-negotiables. Like each day I have these non-negotiables that I know will bring me peace, joy, or happiness, mm -hmm. whether it's working out, pickleball, um, playing with my son now, you know, or whatever it might be. Even days like when I'm going to get a haircut, like, you know what I mean? I know these things are going to make <laughs> me feel good. These are small wins that I need to get through the, the hard times. Mm -hmm. uh, so I completely understand that. Yeah. Uh, Ayo, if you don't mind being the vet, vet in the game, mm -hmm. you know, and I was talking about this with uh, Amendola before. How have you been thinking about after after you're done playing ball investments other industries to get in have you done any of that already what are you thinking about doing yeah so uh, just throughout my career um every little bit of extra money i had i'd save up a little bit and put a little bit into real estate here a little bit into real estate there mm -hmm. and you know just kind of get my feet wet as i'm going throughout my career and now that i'm on the backside, my wife uh she just got licensed here in texas amazing um, about a year and a half ago so shout out to her she's putting in the work in here too side go. by Jamie side for you. yeah <laughs> yes sir pushing um, those sleds yeah if you need a shout her out on ig closing okay. with kaylee got it there we go got um, it <laughs> but uh no just uh since then now that i'm on the back end just kind of transitioning out of the league um i'm taking that real estate taking her what she's doing with it just kind of build her up with it and continuing to put money into the portfolio that i have mm -hmm. so um what's that feeling like first big check contract you talking about in the league in the league as a as a rookie yeah whenever whenever it was oh, I, I don't know i would would love for you both to mm -hmm. share a little more about upbringings and stuff like that mm -hmm. um but i would imagine the, no matter what your circumstance was mm -hmm. you know you get a big check right, right, guaranteed right. Mm -hmm. it's a it's a good day right no i mean going into the league everybody Everybody has that one big ticket item that they want. So whenever I got my first check or my signing bonus, I went out and got an Audi. So, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my thing. I had that on my mind all through college, mm -hmm. all through training. Once I got that check, 
Man, I probably blew it before it came in. The, <laughs> before it dropped before the in the bank truck. account. It mm -hmm. didn't blow, but I trust me, I had that Audi before the check mm -hmm. cashed. But, um, <laughs> you know, I learned real quick that this doesn't last forever. So, you know, right. you got to save what you have and mm -hmm. slowly but surely put a little bit here, put a little bit there. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, Bach, what you've been able to do really is special being early in the the league and having the highs and lows, right? Um, obviously, haven't gotten that contract or ticket that every athlete um is aiming for but you own a home you know you are smart you are very strategic about what goes in what comes out if you can talk about that a little bit yeah i mean my dad was my dad's a financial advisor from merrill lynch mm -hmm. so as a kid i didn't i thought his job was boring <laughs> um i didn't know how cool it was to have a financial advisor as a father mm -hmm. until I, I got older you learn a lot um and he's he's definitely made me a lot of money um mm -hmm. uh, just based on like i mean he had a credit card under my name when i was like 15 and he was Amazing. just building my credit um doing stuff like that and uh so yeah i mean i've always been really smart with how i spend my money like i would get whatever hundred dollars from grandma on christmas i never spent it <laughs> um i mean when i when you're a kid i started to realize as a young at a young age like there'd be something i really wanted for christmas right and i'd get it and I would use it for like a week or two. And then I wouldn't even want it anymore. So I just started saving my money. Uh, I had the privilege of working jobs mm -hmm. on TV when I was little. Still making uh, residual income on that. Yep. Um, so in terms of, you know, I haven't gotten that contract that AO has. So I'm really trying to make sure that all that money that comes in, that mm -hmm. I make the most of my time in the NFL. Um, I mean, because like P-Squad, I mean, we make solid money, but it's not... It's not forever money. Yeah. And uh, I mean, my signing bonus coming out with, I signed with the Rams undrafted, $5,000 in my signing bonus. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I had. Right. So, and with no guarantee of anything else. So, mm -hmm. that uh, knowing that I have no guarantee of income, that I could make anywhere from like whatever, $0 to $800,000 this year, like, I have to be smart in the offseason with how I spend my money because sure. if things go south, like, that's you know. That. So, but for the most part, at the end of the season, I take my money and I put a specific amount away instantly to, uh, to investments. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to get in more real estate. Austin's market is great. Yeah, it is. And I'm trying to expand that because um, I, I don't see it slowing down here. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and then my dad, I go talk with him uh, at least once a week just based on like stocks and right. what we think. And uh, I mean, even with a, a bad year, I'm up like 45 percent this year so just amazing he really knows what he's doing is, uh, it's been great austin forever home for you guys um i mean i'm fr I'm originally from pflugerville so i've kind of gotten to like grow okay. with the area that's um, where jay's at right yeah that's where he lives yep. right now um but yeah so i've kind of got to see the city change uh pop still lives out in pflugerville mm -hmm. little brother's out here so got wifey to move out here from la amazing. which is tough to do but it worked <laughs> out um so I'll, to say, I say all that to say I'll be out here. So yeah. it's my forever home. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely keep my real estate out here. Um, I'm still, I mean, I'm young, I'm 26. I don't got a wife, no kids. So um, I really like. Remember yeah. those days? Yeah. Yeah. They're like forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, uh, I really like the area. I mean, like the public school around here are great. It'll be mm -hmm. a great area to raise kids. But this place is expanding quick too. So like, and the prices are going up. So yeah. what is this place going to look like in 15 years? You know, mm -hmm. I know I left California for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. So for those same reasons, if that, if Austin turns kind of into California, 
Sure. You know, but I will still hold my real estate um, mm-hmm. and continue to uh, just use it to, you know, grow. And expand. Yeah, absolutely. You know, coming from New York, I'd walk everywhere, maybe take the subway. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm for the most part in dripping. I'm doing this 35, 40 minute drive every mm-hmm. day. And, you know, it's, I'm it's, getting it's, I'm getting used to it. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like much before. I was like, oh, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. 35 minutes. Now I'm like, damn, you know. <laughs> well, it's also because Austin hasn't been built for the amount of people that are coming in no at the rate that it is Mm-mm. so like coming from dripping there's not really it's a highway but it's yeah, not, there's like, not freeways they need to expand two lanes can. like yeah. the right. amount of people that are coming in i think it probably takes me already 10 12 minutes longer to get downtown than it did a year ago right so yeah, it's pretty wild yeah yeah it's pretty wild uh talk to me about uh the training and i mean i see you guys put in the work um right around this time are you guys really dialed in? Like, is the volume turned up? Or are you taking it back a little bit? I mean, well, for, yeah. for me, I just came off training camp. And uh, I mean, I'll, I'll work relentlessly in training camp. I won't miss a practice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll roll an ankle, do stuff like where I'm not even really supposed to be practicing. Mm-hmm. I'm just pushing through because I'm, for me, I'm out there fighting for my, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my livelihood. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm going to do everything I need to do. I mean, I take painkillers, whatever I need right. to do to make sure that I'm available. Yeah. Um. And so, I mean, I take every rep I can. And so by the end of training camp, my body is is beat up. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I went through war. Right. Um, so I do get those few weeks where I feel like I might need to tater back a little bit mm-hmm. um, just to get my body to recover. Um, and like right about this last week or so is when I start to like, all right, turn it up. I want to make sure when the team calls, wants to work me out, whatever. You're I'm right. in shape, that I'm sharp, that I'm, you know, I got all my strength and speed. For sure. Hey, any um are you is the pec completely healed up? Yeah, so the pec was a couple of years ago. Pec is fine. I feel great. Um just kind of piggybacking off what uh Box said. Um the challenge for me, I wasn't in training camp. So the challenge for me is trying to gauge where I'm at mm-hmm. without actually seeing it physically. So I can't I can't go to a training camp Understood. and see if I'm in the proper shape. I can't do all that. I kind of just have to guess mm-hmm. off of what I know here. But at the same time, you got to be able to push yourself hard while still staying fresh because sure. you don't know when you can get a call. So right. I don't want to go out here and squat 500 pounds and I get a call tomorrow. And now Damn. shit, I can't even, I right. can't even work out for the team I'm <laughs> trying to play for. So just kind of finding that fine line and that fine balance mm-hmm. has been the toughest thing for me so far. What Jay and Mo run here with the off season guys, I would imagine, I think of like um, last dance, right? Mm-hmm. Where Jordan holds the practice in between shoot and space jam mm-hmm. and you know, just to get good quality work, but also it's a good way to just kind of see where you're at. These are people I might be playing against, lining up against, mm-hmm. and you're moving fat. You're here hitting that 100 meters on the sprint faster than them. Mm-hmm. You're lifting heavier than them. You know, th- those are nice little competitive edges, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Is yeah. that a good place for you to kind of gauge where you're at? And that was honestly perfect. Like, that's all I had this offseason to gauge off. It was kind of that that elite week that we had um, early July. And I kind of, I, I maximized that. I made every workout. I made sure that, you know, I've been out here just training by myself this whole time. So with all those guys in town, mm-hmm. let me really see where I'm at against all those guys. Sure. And I kind of use that to kind of, you know, test the temperature on where I'm at conditioning. You've right? known so, Jay for a few years now? Yeah, yeah. We used to play together in college. So UT. I would imagine for the last several years or majority mm-hmm. of your career, you've been doing these off seasons with him? Mm-hmm. Okay. How, how have you seen it grown? <sighs> Man, I've seen the whole journey. So me and Jay, we both graduated 2013. Mm-hmm. He's a year older. He redshirted. Um, 
But immediately, right when we graduated, obviously I'm doing my off-season training. I forgot what he was doing beforehand, but I remember one off-season. It might have been either my rookie year or my second year. One of those off-seasons, he just decided he wanted to start training. And it made sense because our strength coach at the time, Benny Wiley, Jay was like his little sidekick. That was mm-hmm. like his little brother. So, I mean, it all makes sense that he got into this field. Mm-hmm. But uh, one time he was just, I think he was somewhere north off like 183 or something. One time he's like, hey, just throwing it out there. If you need a place to work out, somebody to work you out, I'm available. Mm-hmm. Jay was my dog. So it was, it was a no-brainer. Um, we were literally the only people at that place. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if Jay was paying rent at the spot. Like, it looked like you broke into that thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Whatever it takes. But ever since then, man, I've kind of followed him everywhere he's gone. It's just been cool kind of seeing his journey. So, Mm -hmm. What are you seeing young Bach here compared to to a lot of athletes, receivers you've been around? Mm -hmm. Um, More than anything, he just puts his head down and works, man. Mm -hmm. Um, He's kind of just told me his story over the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, it goes back to the first question we talked about. This league isn't fair. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of politics on it. Um, but one thing about him is he don't let it get to him. I've seen a lot of guys kind of go off the railing just mm-hmm. because they let all the outside influences get to them. They mm-hmm. lose sight of who they are, what they want to accomplish. Right. That's not the case with with Buck. He, mm-hmm. He's locked in. Um, more than anything, he just doesn't let his circumstances kind of kind of eat away at his mentality. Sure. And that takes a lot of maturity. Yeah, most of the things, the hard times, you got to remember they're temporary. Don't let it consume you. You mm-hmm. know, just stay the course, do the things you do mm-hmm. really well every day, and, you know, you'll get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, Appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, New York is a monster of a place, you know. Yeah. I'm from there. Uh, I know a lot of the guys you suited up with, Saquon, um, Vic was a good buddy of mine. Obviously, he played a few years ago. Uh, Shep, all those guys are nuts. Uh, freak athletes, too. Uh, can you talk about anyone specific that like really stood out on the team? One specific? Um, to be honest, <clears throat> my last, uh, this past offseason, Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. was just a guy that I just, I just watched him mm-hmm. and just tried to mimic his habits. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's got to be, I think he's 33, 34. He moves like he's 23. Wow. Um, first one in the building every day. Um, one of the last ones to leave. That's always been something I've prided myself on. Um, so I mean, I didn't have a car. So usually I was hitching a ride with the other guys that were in my apartment complex. Mm -hmm. But I asked him one day, I said, I'm gonna mimic everything you're doing. Like, you know, from your your morning Mm -hmm. routine. And so I asked him what time he was going to get to the facility. He said, 555 i roll up at 555 and he's already there amazing and so um everything that he did in his morning routine was something that i was mimicking um he just reserved like just just a true pro mm-hmm. and uh i just saw that I, I took a lot from that and um i try and take bits and pieces from for sure from everyone i, I come across mm-hmm. but that was something that uh, just really popped out yeah and I'll tell a quick story. Uh, New York is definitely a place of some highs and highs and lows and lows. And we were all out at dinner at Catch. We don't have to name names. <laughs> but it was what was fun to see. And also just like another true testament to like your work ethic is like we're in a room full of people that are paid, been paid or about to be paid. And, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in like, Oh, I got what they got, you know, or I'm just going to continue to this. Um, the fact that you don't drink, 
you know, the fact that you don't get caught up in the late hours, you know, New York does not sleep. You know what I mean? There's always somewhere to be. Um, so that's one was a fun time, but two, just like really cool that, uh, you are really about this, you know, it's, um, it's a no, it's a no regrets mentality. Yeah. Uh, I was sure. just, I've seen a lot. Uh, my dad has continued to preach that to me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have the same room for error that a lot of guys have. Right. Um, and like I said, we, we talked about the politics of it earlier. Some guys have major job security because their money is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Yeah. So I know I got to do every single thing in my power to give me an opportunity and a chance. And if I don't seize that, Mm-hmm. then it can disappear and I will have to live with that. And mm-hmm. I don't really feel like having to live with that feeling. So I'm willing to sacrifice now. Um, what, what's the quote by Muhammad Ali? He's like, I can do or, or go through it right now so you can live the rest of your life as a champion. Yeah, so funny. Uh, Amendola, uh, actually, that was a big quote that he, he suffer said now. too. Yeah. He said suffer now. So For I'm sure. like, suffer yeah. now so you can live the rest of your life like a champion yeah. mm-hmm. that's absolutely right and uh I'm, I'm not an instant gratification guy i don't believe mm-hmm. in instant gratification um i believe in holding off and, and just sacrificing and going through whatever you need to go through whether it's comfortable or not i don't believe uh, anything really grows in the comfort zone mm-hmm. so um i love people i love socializing i love being with my teammates but i also know that there's a, a certain limit and uh standard that i've set mm-hmm. for myself that I try and hit every single day and right. and hopefully it pays off in the long run. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, let's talk about uh, playing with the Chiefs. Like, mm-hmm. is there anybody that stood out? Obviously, you had a decent quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> he's not bad. Huh? Yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> Man, one thing that stood out about that team, and I played for some good teams in my career. When mm-hmm. I played for the Cardinals, um, we went to the NFC Championship. That's when we had Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer and that whole team. Uh, when I was in New Orleans, that was the Minnesota Miracle team mm-hmm. and the the one, the pass interference against the Rams. So I've, I've been on some good teams. I think what separated that team in 2019 with the Chiefs, man, is, and it might be cliche, but it really was a player-led team. Like, accounta- accountability was held within the locker room. And I, I feel like that phrase is, like, worn out. Like, it's used so much that, like, it doesn't even mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. But because everyone want, everyone wants to have a player led team and everyone talks about everybody it. wants to but it's but, hard but if you actually feel when i say few i mean like 5% yeah, yeah. like it's it's like low low so i feel like i feel like that that term doesn't even hold any weight anymore but but that's really what we had during that year was just accountability within that locker room like any issues we had on the field off the field they were getting handled before we got onto the practice that's field amazing. and i think that's what separated us that year you guys mentioned watching right now, seeing people playing your position. Um, I, I do this with boxing too. I'm like, oh God, I go in there, I beat this guy up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's got to uh, be a little different with boxing. Yeah, a little bit, but but even just the same the the same notion of like knowing that you that that should be your spot. You can perform mm. that spot much more efficiently, and also appreciate that spot uh much more um behind the scenes like in training i mean you kind of see like funny videos here and there guys lining up guys doing routes you know you see this with ocho all the time you know mm-hmm. or t or terrell owens recently just mm-hmm. smoking people mm-hmm. uh you guys ever do anything like that like make it competitive within the team you should go in our locker room There's, <laughs> it's all competition all the time yeah and uh you know, I mean, you walk in our locker room in New York, we have a basketball hoop. Guys are shooting shots 
you know, putting a little money down. Ping pong tables, yep. you know, no one plays for free. I paid my rent my rookie year playing ping pong. <laughs> you know, just just taking money. Yeah, um, that's funny. But uh, uh, there's a little putt putt thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's cars being guys. Guys are competing because that's who we are. Like these are the most competitive guys in the world. Right. I mean, I mean, say say well, he's like Michael Jordan. What was that competition that Michael Jordan? He's like th- who who can cl- throw closer to the wall without touching it. Yeah. Like I mean, say will say will compete against. Mm-hmm. You and anything, right. uh, I would say. Say, I mean, Saquon, like mm-hmm. he he's super competitive, like me. So that's why we we got along is because we're always, sure. uh, you know, trying to compete with one another, um, and that's with anything. But uh, yeah, real competitive locker room. Like, we we get after each other and things just outside of football. And you were there that day. There was a little scrap, right? Uh, I think it was last year. Oh, where in uh, in New York? Oh, was, oh, it, I, on the I think, field. I think with Shep. On the field? Yeah, on the field. Or was it on the field or was it in practice? I mean, there's always there's, there's always a little something. Guys are always going scrapping. Like, <laughs> Is that right? You know, yeah. when 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 guys get tired and, mm-hmm. and it's hot and you know, uncomfortable and guys get, you know, a little frustrated, then you know, there can be yeah, you know, some some, some hosti- blows. Yeah, some hostility comes out <laughs> yeah. here and there. And that's okay. Um, what would you say is next for both of you guys? I mean, I'm still focused on the now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm in a position to to help any team that calls. Um, it's the right answer, right attitude. Living the yeah. present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, just real estate. I mean, I don't have a long-term plan as of now because I'm still fully invested mm-hmm. into my athletic career. But right. whenever that's complete, I'll slowly, you know, sell off into the sunset yeah, off real sure. estate. We spoke about this briefly uh, on the turf. It's like uh, – Shout out to a good client and friend of mine, Kyle Samani and Brian Smith. These guys are in the crypto space and have mm-hmm. done extremely well. Um, and you mentioned um, some interest there. Mm-hmm. And I talk about this too. It's, that was kind of like the idea with the collective is, you know, one of you guys could be on the turf or maybe in the sauna after a workout. And then right next to you is this person that's at the pinnacle of that career or that craft. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment of like, yeah, maybe they're in awe of you, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, no, 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 I can learn from you. Like, let's mm-hmm. go break bread. Let's do something together. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys seen any of that yet, just being members here at the space? Like where you've had conversations with members that aren't athletes and mm-hmm. made some connections? Have you guys personally had any of that? Yeah, I mean, I think here, collective, it's just like, this is probably 90% of my relationships in Austin stem from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and who who I met here, and then maybe I met someone here, and they introduced me to someone else. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm constantly just just meeting people, find out what what people do. Um, I mean, the culture here in Austin, Texas. I mean, at Collective specifically, is like it's like second to none. It's one of the reasons why I came out here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one too big time to talk to you. Like, um, just uh, that's why I love Austin. I, I feel like I came here with open arms i made friends and relationships and network like every day i felt like i was just meeting somebody mm-hmm. new um but uh yeah i mean it's it's a unique space where you can come and you know it's a it's a exclusive group of mm-hmm. people uh which is what makes it special mm-hmm. and um i think it's just going to continue to expand and i know jeremy has plans to keep you know growing and expanding and new Anytime. locations potentially and um I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, no, I mean, Collector's a really cool space. Um, I feel like you can literally just walk in here and 
whatever career path you want to go on, you just ask somebody, hey, do you know anybody in this field? And they'll be able to point you to somebody. Mm -hmm. For sure. There's not many, there's not many places in Austin, but just anywhere that's like that. Um, to be honest, with uh Kaylee, my wife, we're flipping a home right now. And the people that we're working with that we actually met here at Collective. Oh, I was wow. working out with Tim Riley mm -hmm. and one of his clients, Tyler. Yep. He's doing home flips, double play flips. And I know that was something that me and Kaylee wanted to get into. So it just kind of it just kind of worked out. And I didn't have to go any further than the collective to get all yeah. the information, all the information and connections we needed. That's awesome. So, that's a, those are the stories that like really make us light up because that's what we wanted. And Tyler's also an ex athlete. Yeah. Play baseball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like seeing you guys race by any chance? Yeah. You guys yeah. race for a little bit of money? I heard yeah. you yeah. you, you get them. I'm I got to pull up. Come on, I bro. I <laughs> Come on. Hey, I, was, I, didn't, I felt bad for asking, a, but I had to. There's a photo. And shout out to T. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> shout out to Tyler. He's great. Mm -hmm. uh, family man. Works his ass off. Um, there's a photo. At some point, we'll pull up. Uh, and all you see is Bach looking, smiling at the camera. Oh. Like, ahead by, what would you say? You... Well, don't have to I, I, don't, I don't remember how long the race was. Yeah, but it was a short I, race. He was ahead. He was I wasn't, just smiling. I wasn't worried. <laughs> <laughs> he was just smiling. And then you see Tyler, a few paces back, just fighting for life. <laughs> and it was just hysterical. But, uh, but that's also another cool thing, right? It's like mm -hmm. you got Tyler uh, play baseball and now doing real estate. And he, you guys can go and connect and have fun outside of the gym and grow and do business together. So stories like that are really cool, man. I know personally, I've been able to diversify quite a bit just from being around here, you know, and learning mm -hmm. from guys like Jeremy or Devin upstairs. And, mm -hmm. uh, so that's super cool. Have you guys personally got a chance to go meet some of the medical team, Sam Sneed or um, Alexis, things like that? How, how has that have been for you guys, like just having it all in one space? Mm -hmm. And Dr. Sam, I've I've been working with him for a couple of years now, mm -hmm. so I'm I'm familiar with what he does. Um, Alexis, I worked with her for I guess two years now. Mm -hmm. um, I was up there at REI with her up north, and then I guess when the collective got made, they just took all the bosses in town and put them in one location. Yeah. So it was funny whenever they opened up this spot, I literally knew not everybody, but a good amount of the staff. Mm -hmm. That's um, great. But no, I think that's what's dope about this spot. There's not many places that athletes can come in and i just say athletes because i'm speaking from my perspective mm -hmm. there's not many places where athletes can come in in the off season and it's a one-stop shop like usually you got to go here for the workouts i got to go here to get the recovery mm -hmm. i got to go here to get the pt right it's really cool to have a space where you walk in and you can knock all that out back to for back sure. to back so like when i first came here the place that i had previously been at i went to for recovery um i mean it was pt acupuncture whatever um so I was there and they took my insurance because they took NFL insurance, mm -hmm. which was huge because that isn't really, I mean, our NFL insurance is mm -hmm. second to none. Yeah. So it wasn't really costing me much. So I, when I came here, I knew they had PT and I asked, I was like, do you take uh, insurance? And at that point, no, it was a no. So I was like, I can't do my PT here. I got to find some place that does. Mm -hmm. So that was an inconvenience. Uh, they ended up changing it up. And now obviously it's super convenient for Amazing. me. Sam, uh, I mean, like, he, he, I come in, he needles me. I mean, more times than not, I can barely walk out of the building after. He goes, he goes uh, he's with the needles. Oh, yeah. 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 No, yeah. No, and you're moving no one, like a machine after. Yeah, exactly. And then the next day, I feel super fresh. Mm -hmm. So no one does it like Sam. Um, and I worked with Alexis for a little bit. Congrats to her, by the way. Another new baby. baby. Mm -hmm. I texted Another her three. and asked her if she was available. 
And she said, no, I just had a baby yesterday. And I did not know that. So, <laughs> okay, talk to you soon. Yeah, I was right. like, all right. <laughs> my bye bad. Bye. My apologies. <laughs> um, but I've been working with, with DJ lately. Yeah. Um, and just making sure that my, uh, my body's prepped and mm-hmm. ready and feeling good. It's not, there doesn't, that's one thing with athletes that, um, I mean, as I've grown older, I've, I've learned that you don't have to be, something doesn't have to be wrong in order for you to be getting work done on your Correct. body. Don't wait for mm-hmm. a mishap in, in order to get work done on your body. You're always, and we call it, you know, prehab, prehabilitation, mm-hmm. like, for sure. you know, making sure that everything is is moving right. Uh, corrective exercises mm-hmm. so that doesn't turn to something later on Big time. and so that's always something I'm, I'm doing yeah that's that's super important and and i know you are really good friends with les spellman i've never met him but he's obviously world renowned and great i don't know if you've worked with him or know him personally I'm not familiar but um, i know the name but you've coming from a place where you've done off-season work with him is that right and big, um, big brother right there yeah how is he in nashville He's not. He's not in Nashville. So I have like I have like a training problem probably in every city just because I, I travel around. Sure. Uh, Jeremy Holt, shout out to him. He's in Nashville. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be working with him when we open up there. That which is, is true. Great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got the right guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Les uh, works out of Southern California. I met him through Mamba Sports Academy when I was doing my my draft mm-hmm. training, and uh, now he works out of San Diego. Yeah. Um, so he's just one of those guys, man. He's he just I've never seen someone dive into so hard into wanting to make <clears throat> wanting to make athletes better mm-hmm. um he just i mean with with no attachment to the money or anything he just does it because he loves it and he gets just made major um he's fulfilled mm-hmm. just by seeing us succeed on sure. the field or on the i mean he works with all different athletes but mm-hmm. um he works relentlessly i mean i call the guy at 3 a.m he's up that's amazing and he's just trying to get uh stats and numbers and, and study it in a way that you know, he can change the game. Yeah. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, you know, and he's what introduced me to to Jeremy and Collective okay. when I first came out here when I was trying to find mm-hmm. the place in Austin to train. And uh Perfect. So yeah, it's crazy. What's uh I mean nutrition's a big part of it. Obviously you guys are machines, pretty big guys. Um, so to a certain extent you can just throw it all in, but at a high level, you're not just doing dirty you know carb loading or your nutrition so it's like what right now would a diet look like on a solid week of consistent training and good sleep man um you're a bigger guy like right now for me yeah like calories Mm -hmm. like are you counting them are you being very cautious Mm. so I see you out there Sunday brunching sometimes. <laughs> I do. So it's a little different for me. Like I'm a little older, so like I know my body. Like when I was younger, yeah, like scheduling out meal plans, like counting calories, all that type of stuff to make sure, you know, you stay in, in the box that you need to be in. Mm-hmm. But as I'm older, I can just feel these things now. So during the off season, try to lose a little bit, stay down, because I know during the season I gain a little bit as the season goes on. Right. So just to answer your question, during this time, Lean meats, um, you know, all the good carbs, mm-hmm. all the good complex carbs, the healthy, simple carbs, the brown rices, all that type of stuff. Um, but I don't know, man. For, yeah, I hear, I hear <laughs> it's you. a field type of thing for me, but obviously you got to eat clean. It's just mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. So For sure. I you just, said you gain weight during the season? Yeah. Oh, I lose weight. You lose mm-hmm. weight during the season? Every time. Wow. It's like a slow incline. So I like to come in like 10 pounds under. 
Because it's like every two weeks I'm going to put on a pound and you got to count for that. <laughs> wow. I mean, for me, you touched on the alcohol thing. I, I don't touch alcohol from, I mean, barely at all in general unless it's a you know, special occasion. But for 4th of July to end of season, I don't even touch mm-hmm. it. I mean, uh, people talk about wine and the benefits. Yeah. You want the benefits of wine, eat grapes. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, I have to consume calories at a massive rate because I lose <laughs> yeah. weight so quickly if I don't. Right. Um, I remember when I was doing my my combine train, everybody had their like, you know, like pre-made meals and stuff. I came in with donuts in the morning. I'd in and out burger for lunch. I was doing everything I can to try and just maintain weight. And I actually was right. building muscle really quickly doing that. Um, I look at my protein, especially in the off season, make sure I'm consuming enough protein to where I can really build muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's just making sure that I eat and hydrate in general. For sure. The hydration thing along with sleep are the two things I focus the most on. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I don't drink because right. it affects your sleep. Like the whoop apps will mm-hmm. be like, you know, I'm only 20% recovered, even right. though I got 10 hours of sleep. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, because that's it has that effect. So as long as I'm sleeping at least eight hours a day, my dad told me when I was younger that the I mean, we looked at it. The top sprinters in the world sleep at least nine and a half hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to do that, especially when I was coming out of college. Um, life gets busier, obviously. Mm-hmm. You got other things. For sure. You got to handle. I'm a homeowner now. I got tenants, different stuff like that. So that can take an effect on that. But um, I try and get them out of sleep, hydration. Um, and then obviously I'm making sure I'm at least consuming my meals. My mom's always texting me, are you eating? Right, making right, sure right. you eat. I get that text I don't care too. what it is. Making sure you eat. Shout out to mom. You know, so shout out to mom. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, that's real cool. I feel like nowadays with all we know, there is a, almost a blueprint for the optimal, you know, machine or human, you know. Um, do you guys ever do anything like, blood work um i know you touched up on having meals a little bit when you were younger and and a chef maybe and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but do you go that extra mile and do quarterly labs or annual blood work Mm -hmm. have you guys ever done any of that yet i know when i was in new york they did blood testing us and i got like a whole pamphlet or a whole book i guess okay that told me because everybody everyone's body responds differently for sure to different things like you have allergies to things that you didn't even know you had Correct. because it may cause a little bit more inflammation mm-hmm. than, I mean, like eating sure. like avocados, for example, might cause more inflammation for me than it does for AL. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's different. And that's really cool. Um, but other than that, um, I haven't really. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I started getting, I struggled with injuries real early. Well, I struggled with injuries throughout my whole career, but real early I was getting a lot of soft tissue injuries and I couldn't figure it out. So we went to the next step in, did some blood work, mm-hmm. got all the food allergies, got all the intolerances, mm-hmm. all the stuff that you're deficient in. And uh, ever since then, I kind of made sure I did that every single year. Great. So like every single year, once the season starts, that's just kind of something I start with just to see if any of that blood work has changed. And just for me, just so I can get like vitamin packs for what I'm deficient yeah. in, make sure I'm eating clean. Mm-hmm. Like Box said. I actually do have that stuff now I think about it. Yeah, like Box said. such a habit that I mean, but continue. Yeah. No, no, he's right. But um. Like you said, you recovery is everything. So mm-hmm. if you can gain an edge here by reducing a little bit of inflammation because you're not eating this food For that sure. your body negatively reacts to, you're gaining a little bit of edge. Right. So that's really what this game is about, mm-hmm. just finding ways to to create that that competitive advantage any For way sure. that you can. Big so. time. 
talk about this, uh, like going out of the tunnel, right? Whether it's to the boxing ring or to the stadium on the field, it's like doing the things before that moment, checking mm-hmm. all those boxes, eliminating all the guesswork, I call it. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm a big advocate on blood work and, you know, understanding what exactly is going on to have that competitive edge to make sure you're healthy. There shouldn't be a moment at this high level, whether it's your crypto or hedge fund manager or, or an entrepreneur or an athlete or an aspiring athlete. There shouldn't be like, yeah, I think this worked out. You know, my meal, I think the training made sense how I paired this superset together. There's a way to have an answer for all that. And I think that's the biggest um, biggest message I try to like convey in people, mm. you know. And ultimately, ultimately, you got to invest in yourself too. Like you sure. got to give yourself that advantage, and you got to oh, put yeah. the work in. So big time, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it goes outside of the gym too. Like, I mean, we talked about sleep earlier, but I mean, and I f- forgot about this because it becomes such a habit. But supplements that I take, you know, I'm taking fish oil, I'm taking multivitamin, I'm taking mm-hmm. I have a B12 every day. I take, um, what else do I take? Uh, Magnesium before mm-hmm. I go to bed. Magnesium is really good for your recovery. Yeah, uh, I do take uh, I cycle creatine, mm-hmm. um, but I'm just doing all that because I remember there are certain things that I was more deficient in than others. For sure, uh, calcium. I, I gotta limit calcium because sometimes I have too much of it. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, like Ao spoke on, just create an edge for yourself. Yeah, because um, your room for error is like you know your one injury, you know. And that's why you got to be careful with mm-hmm. not working harder, but working smarter. Big as time. we talked about earlier, because last thing you want to do is you set yourself back mm-hmm. um, by doing something like off the field, right? Or going too hard. You know, I uh, I use this ref every now and then. You get a client that I'll, I'll work with, um, or a company that would want to do like maybe a, a corporate membership or a situation like that. And there's there's always a moment of like. They have an I, I for example, if a company comes in, I know they're allocating a certain budget to their employees, like health and wellness as a benefit, mm-hmm. or if it's just the founder himself and he wants to come in and do all of these things. But, you know, there's always that little song and dance of like what they're willing to spend and what they're not. You know, I actually reference sports, sports teams um, often in those conversations. It's like... um, I don't know the exact number, uh, but how many players are on a team? 53 active, 16P squad. Right. So a good amount. Got, yeah. Injured good reserves. amount, right? And then some of these companies have 1,000, 2,000 employees, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I try to explain to people, like, shouldn't you be, if you're trying to be the best at this this field, this um, industry, why aren't you operating like you're the Lakers, you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, a sports team that is completely all in on their, their staff, you know, you have to invest in them. They have to be happy. They have to be strong. They have Mm -hmm. to be, you know, very, they just have to feel that love. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh wow. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm this, I'm the point guard here, you know, Mm -hmm. or this person's the shooting guard. And I try to really explain to people that you need to be looking at it like that. If you're Mm -hmm. trying to perform, you're trying to have, while you're in the Bahamas because you're you already made it and all you're doing is jumping on the calls from time to time. Mm-hmm. What about the guy on the screen 14 hours a day? You know, you got to make sure they're feeling the love and getting getting strong. So like why not 
give them the access to training an hour a day, maybe physical therapy once a month, you know, access mm-hmm. to the saunas and cold plunges. Mm-hmm. And once they boil it down, look, every company is different. Once they boil it down to or break it down to, okay, we're a $2 billion com- company in revenue, but maybe in margin, what they're actually doing is a $200 million profit. That's a, you can throw a little, you can sprinkle a little bit for the employees, you know, maybe mm-hmm. whether it's 50,000, 100,000 a year, 200,000 to make sure that they're feeling some love and support, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise it's a crash and burn. You see it all the time, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that's also an investment. <clears throat> you got to invest back in your employees if you want to optimize their performance. Mm-hmm. Cause at the end of the day, when you're the business owner, the hands of the business is really in the employees. Big like, time. They're the ones who dictate how much success now mm-hmm. the, the rest of the business is going to have. hundred percent. And so if they're Oops. not performing at their best, if they're struggling in mental health, Different like that, their performance is not going to, you know, and it's yeah. going to it's going to show. It's going to mm-hmm. reflect that in how successful the business is. Um, so I mean, and that goes back to like you talk about the LA Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they doing? Uh, they yeah. got. I mean, for us, when I was the New York Giants, we got massage three times a week. We have PT people constantly. Mm-hmm. Like everything. I mean, they're they're providing us with. Lunch. We almost get too much food in training camp. There's guys that would joke, <laughs> you know, they're giving us too many meals. Well, they're just trying to make sure that our body is performing at the highest level. Yeah, we have a, we have a, a a mental health coach. You mm-hmm. know, they provide everything possible for us. Why? Because they want to invest in our athletes because they want us to perform at the highest level that we can, right? So that we can win games. Why? Because that helps them and and having a successful business, Big time. And selling tickets and stuff like that. Big time. So just know, like that's my business model when I'm pitching to these uh not bad people so yeah. so it works <laughs> no, that's perfect and i think i think sports highlights that the best just it just simplifies it just with sports my guy got to beat their guy mm-hmm. and it's just like that in business yep. our dns got to beat their dns but when it comes to a corporation our content creators need to be able to beat their content Big creators time. and so how do you team. do that you got to put them in a position to succeed you right. got to invest in them so yeah i think people lose sight of that big time i really love what kenny vaccaro is doing upstairs with g1 mm-hmm. and how he's kind of curating that same uh philosophy and model you know Mm -hmm. these gamers are coming down here working out they're doing the pt Mm -hmm. they have meals that are getting delivered every week for them you know Mm -hmm. so there's no excuse now it's okay i get you're tired but you're fed Mm -hmm. i get you're tired but you're going in the cold plunge after this Mm -hmm. you know i get you're tired but you're working out so as a business owner it really gets rid of all those excuses in a way too that you know we all we're only human but like there are a lot of reasons to have excuses if you are not being put in the best position to be successful Mm -hmm. so i'm a big advocate for that you know absolutely but uh i think we know what's next right day by day chess baby we got this Mm-hmm. Right. Hopefully, yeah. it won't be too much longer. Yeah, hopefully not too much longer. Well, I tell I tell Bach I'll see him on the course in a couple of weeks, and he's like, "No, you won't." Exactly. And that's the mentality. That's the mentality. Well, I'm praying for you both, and uh, we'll get some working in the turf soon. And I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. Thanks for having. Right. Thank yes, you guys. Sir.